G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Imagine an ordinary church youth group and put it online. That's the way one ministry changed to operate in a digital world. They do everything from having weekly sermons to leading prayer groups, giving free Bibles to anyone globally who wants one, doing weekly giveaways and competitions and playing games together. It all started about two years ago with zero people and has grown to, you won't believe it, nearly 10,000 members. Kieran Scaria is also known online as Pastor Scar, whose online church is at twitch.tv. He's also Youth Ministry Engagement Coordinator for Baptist Association of New South Wales and the ACT. Kieran's joining us. Hi, Kieran. Welcome along to 2020. Hey, mate. So good being here. Kieran, that is just huge growth in just a couple of years. Uh, you must be amazed. Now, honestly, God has just been doing incredible things. Like, all glory goes to Him. It's not my doing. I've just been obedient to what it is that He put on my heart to, to do, to reach young people where they are at. Um, and from there, what once, like you said, started with just zero people, eventually our first and our second, now a couple of years down the line, um, yeah, is approaching 10,000. So uh, it's insane to see what God has been doing. But I'm also not surprised because at the end of the day, like, if God is for us, who can be against? Well, you could never have dreamed, no doubt, that when you started out doing what you were doing, that you'd reach 10,000 people. And I imagine now that there are 10,000 people connected, that that could double, triple, quadruple at any time in the near future. Absolutely. I mean, it took us... Um, an entire year to go from zero to about 500, I believe it was. Um, so in this last year, it's when it's gone from 500, um, significantly more than that. So the growth is exponential as we reach more people and more awareness comes out about what God is doing in this space and people realize how accessible it is. At the end of the day, it's a ministry that no matter where you are on this planet, no matter what time of day it is or anything, if you've got access to the internet, then you can engage with this community and it'll be there for you, which is really a unique thing. Kieran, you were ordained in the Baptist ministry. You were working as an associate pastor in your local church and serving there, I think, eight years. But you felt God called you to change your focus. What does a calling feel like here when you are going off on a direction which is not a traditional way of church growth or church planting? Uh, what, what does it feel like to be called into a digital world? Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny you use the, the term, you know, change my focus. If anything, I felt that God was uh, just strengthening that focus. My focus has always been young people and youth ministry, and therefore my logic has always been I need to keep my finger on the pulse and know what is going on in youth culture and, and be within that to bring the gospel to people. So as a youth pastor working at my local church and, and then associate pastor, I noticed this shift in culture and this this shift in trends among our young people where 
conversations were changing, the way that they would engage was changing, and I found a lot more of this time was being spent online. And that's when it came to me as, uh, well, if that's where they're spending time, then what if there's a way that we can just bring the gospel there and meet them where they're at? And what I didn't realize is that would then also open up a door to people that aren't even willing to step foot in our local youth ministry or in our local church, but we can meet them where they're at and, and bring the gospel message to them in their world. The gospel message for people in their world, in their context, uh, what do you do to connect? Because some people would say, do you need to be veiled with the idea that you are a Christian youth ministry? How do you break into the context of young people? Yeah, well, I mean, we are very upfront. Um, so there, there's no secrecy. There's no kind of trying to be sneaky here. The name of the channel is literally Pastor Scar. Um, it, it's very clear cut that I am a pastor and that, that this is something that I'm doing to encourage people and tell them how loved and valuable they are by God. And so with that, when people come through our, our virtual doors, it's starts right from the get-go. From the second that they, you know, join the, the community, I see their name pop up and I'll welcome them and tell them, you know, God bless you and thank you for being here. And from there, we can have further dialogue, which we do. And as you mentioned earlier, we have these weekly sermon segments. We have Q&A segments where people with full anonymity can ask questions of, of faith and we can try and address different things. And what it allows people to do is get a lot more vulnerable and a lot more... Um, personal than they normally would because they know that they don't have their reputation that has to go along with it. They can ask the questions that they wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable asking someone in person, but they can ask it in this platform and we can at least attempt to engage with that. So, uh, yeah, it, it really operates in a, in a different, a really special kind of way. What a great point you raise because sometimes when you're in a room full of people and you want people to share something personally, they are often shy and might even hold back. But when you've got people in a digital context, as you say, people are very open and ready to share something of the depths of their own feelings. And have you noticed that's the case? Oh, absolutely. We've had so many cases. We've, we've had one story of a child who is a pastor's kid, um, pastor's son, and they were talking to us about something, and they literally said, this is something that I can't ask the leaders at my church. I can't talk to my youth leaders about this because I don't want my dad to find out. And they felt comfortable enough because they knew that we didn't know their address, we didn't know the church, we didn't know the country, but they were comfortable enough to open up about their struggles, and therefore we were able to kind of have these dialogues that they in their own words so that they couldn't have we've also had people from my own personal local youth group who had come along to youth group for what five six years and were just so quiet that some youth leaders would probably say they don't even know what that person's voice sounds like and then we see this same person interacting in the online space and they don't they don't stop typing away and all of a sudden they become almost this community leader in that space the next time I saw that same young person at youth group um, on a Friday. A few months later, they came back. They were a completely different person because they were just so... We met them in their space. They then got comfortable in, in that space where it was a lot easier to do. And then re-meeting in person meant that they just came in with this familiarity where before they just couldn't seem to break the ice. Now, you don't have a monopoly on a digital youth group. Uh, what you've done is taken your standard youth group model and you've digitised it. And no doubt there'll be people listening to our conversation today saying, hey, 
maybe my church could do something similar like that. Or maybe my church could expand the way they think digitally and embrace not only people in our own community, but people beyond ourselves. Uh, What's your encouragement to people who think that maybe we've got those skills in our own local church? Absolutely. I I think... I'm a firm believer in the fact that on the high tide, all the boats rise. And if the church up the road from me can grow and thrive, I'm 100% for it. Funnily enough, this ministry that I'm leading isn't actually a part of my local church and and didn't come from that. Um, It it came from me getting home from work, so from church where I would work. I I would get home, um, and a couple of hours later is when my wife would get home. And so I had a little bit of free time, and that's when it was kind of, uh, well, you know what? This is where I would normally just play some PlayStation or have some downtime. What happens if I just turn on the webcam and and start to, you know, do those same things, have fun, but also if anyone does show up, share the gospel. And so in the same way, it doesn't need to be something that, you know, comes from a a big team and a big strategy and this is what we need to do and we need all the fancy gear. Like, I didn't have any of that and it just came from having a heart to share the gospel with people and and that's all, all that is. In fact, what... I do is something that is intentionally there not to be a local church, not to be or replace a youth group by any standard, but if anything, just to encourage people to go to local churches and to go to local youth ministries and connect them in with churches where we can. What I'm doing is aim to be a support ministry for the local church so that people, no matter what you know denomination they are, no matter where they are in the world, no matter what church is their home church, during the week in between Sunday and Sunday or Friday and Friday, they've got a place to go to, which is going to be a faith-based community where they can just be encouraged, have some fun, and continue to, to journey with them and, and keep them focused on God between you know those church services in their local church. Kieran, you've dedicated yourself now to this ministry. In fact, as I understand it, you've gone from having a full-time salary to no income in order to dedicate yourself to this ministry. How do you make this sort of thing something that might be viable for you uh, to be able to earn an income? I'm not sure whether you have a family or anything like that, but how would you think of, you know, how do you make that somehow or other viable if others are thinking about how they could pursue this? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest with you, that was a big sacrifice that my wife and I had to decide to make, but it came down to a question of obedience. When I read the book of Acts and I I hear about the early church, I don't see this community that just goes, oh, well, we don't have the money and therefore we won't. Instead, the apostles were set aside to do what it is that they needed to do and and other uh, believers would support them and, and make that possible. And so in the same way, I I just thought, you know what, even if I don't have funding, even if there's no specific church paying for anything, even if there's no anything, right now it's just my wife and I, but it's like my logic was in time as people start to understand what God is doing here and they start to see this fruit, then hopefully together as as the wider church, as a body of believers, that people might feel led, be it churches, be it individuals, to support this ministry or other ministries like it and together we can reach even more people and and change the world. Kieran, you're in Sydney and lots of lives being touched when you've grown to 10,000 followers here across the world, even from other cultures. What sort of people are, are actually part of your youth ministry here? What sort of countries are they coming from? 
We have more countries than I, I can list off the top of my head that are actively involved in what we do. The reason why I stream, so anytime I, I go live and, and stream, I'm live for four hours. It's a four-hour window minimum. And the reason why is because I'm hitting multiple time zones in that segment. At the start of our stream is when you know North America and, and countries around there will be kind of tuning in as they start to go to bed. After that is when the Australian school children will start getting home and then Australian workers will start getting home and then uni students will be home. And then the latter part of our stream is when the Europeans are actually waking up. So we've got numerous time zones set up in order to just reach as many people as we can. But they are vast. They're from everywhere. They're, they're definitely not all, all kids or young people. We have families that watch the stream together. We have people that are 50 plus that watch the stream regularly and engage with our content. We have people who aren't even Christians, but they like the positivity. And so therefore they stick around and we just continue to pray for them and journey with them and say, anyone is welcome here. And we, we, we greet people with open arms. Well, Kieran, no doubt there'll be listeners who will want to connect or sample what you do because, as we said, you'd be excited if other groups, youth groups, got this sort of idea and got it working for them in their church context, taking advantage of what is a tremendous opportunity as the church goes online digitally in a huge way. Let me point people to how they can be in touch with you. Kieran Scaria. Now, that's spelled S-K-A-R-I-A-H. And if you go to twitch.tv or simply type in the words Pastor Scar. Now, that's just one word, Pastor Scar. You'll be able to connect with Kieran on all your social media platforms, twitch.tv or type in Pastor Scar, S-K-A-R, on all of your social media. Kieran, great getting your insights. Thank you so much for sharing these thoughts with us today on 2020. No, thank you so much, brother. And just to clarify, twitch.tv will just take you to the landing page where there are millions and billions of streamers, and they are definitely not all family-friendly or or, or Christian content. So if you want to find our channel specifically, it would be twitch.tv forward slash Pastor Scar. Or if you just Google search Pastor Scar, um, we're on all of the socials. We're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, and I'm available via all of those by just typing in at Pastor Scar, um, Scar spelled S-K-A-R. All right, best way to go Pastor Scar rather than just go to Twitch TV. Uh, yes. Kieran, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.